Hello, listener. You tuned in to another Save Point session. I'm your host, Dan Team Paper. And what? Why you gotta do me like that? Why? <laughs> why you gotta? Why you gotta? Why you gotta? Man, yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Get back here. Five, five. We, we, we can't take a break for two weeks and then not do an episode. You ah, you're right. <laughs> Team Scissors still. <laughs> Look, you get to have all these fun introductions. I needed to do at least one. I mean, valid. You're right. Valid. <laughs> okay. So this week, Antonio, how much of that Splatoon 3 demo have you played so far? I I ended up playing so I think the Splatfest lasted twelve hours from nine a.m. to nine p.m. I so think how much I, of that did you play? I think I did like six hours, a little over six. Okay, okay, okay. So just about half. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm gonna have full disclosure here, folks. Uh, I have tried multiple times to get into the Splatoon series. It's just not for me. I'm not gonna knock anyone who loves it as a lot of my friends do. It's just it just never clicked with me. But Antonio, like as our resident Splatoon expert on this channel, what are your thoughts on this one? Every time I try to get back out, <laughs> pull me back in. Okay, that bad. I mean, <laughs> no, good. I think that, that, that good. <laughs> I, I mean that bad that it's so goddamn addicting. Yeah, like that's the thing is I thought I thought like I I had start I had started to wane down from Splatoon hmm. two like a good while ago after like the Octoling expansion and everything. I did the story, I played a bunch of matches, and eventually it just got to the point where all the weapons were unlocked and I had done everything that I had wanted to do. I was I was satisfied with my gameplay experience, and so hmm. new games came out. And I just moved on to those ones as I'm want to do. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, was Splatoon like one of the first games you started streaming with when you first started your streaming career? Um, it was def. It wasn't the first, but it was one of mm -hmm. the big ones after I had like hit affiliate and started getting like somewhat serious about my streaming journey. Okay. Um, it was, it was, and like, that's, like, that's the thing is it was a really fun game and it, and it still is because for me, I'm not, I'm not a big FPS person. I like literally the only other FPS that I have ever seriously played is Borderlands 2 and specifically Borderlands 2. And, um, and not to be that guy, but technically I hate, I hate doing this. Splatoon is not a first person shooter because it's a third person. Yeah, well, it, it's still like, like like the whole like shooter genre in general. Okay, there you like, go. Okay, like, sorry. Like I'm I'm just not a shooter guy. Like we 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 did one stream of Call of Duty Warzone, and that was like that was that was actually kind of fun. But and that was but that was good enough for you for the for a good while. Exactly. That was that was like that was like I got my taste in it, and I'm like I it's still not for me. But with the way that Splatoon is designed, it's a game that. I very much enjoy, and it just happens to be a shooter. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, you know, the, the, the reason why that is is because of its very unique gameplay style and its style on, like, what constitutes victory, where I can go about the game and not have to worry about killing a single person or splatting them or anything. It's, it's about turf control. Now, granted, I'm apparently taking taking the results of my performance during the 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 Splatoon three stream 
uh, I'm actually pretty good with the Dooley's still. I still got it. <laughs> so, but, you know, uh, all esports teams takes our, who are scouting. Here you go. Mm-hmm. I, I actually might. I actually might get a little more serious with Splatoon Three. Like, I don't know. Maybe not. Like, I'm gonna <laughs> rank up to rank X. But like, you know what? Maybe make it a more regular part of my my content because it's it's fun. And we'll we'll get into we'll get into it when like in, in due time. But like the changes that they made and uh, what the new things that Splatoon Three brings to the table, it's it's really really nice. So I was looking up like so far with this journey of Splatoon Three because it was first announced back in February of last year. Oh damn! Really? That? Oh my god! So then Splatoon. So not not in development, but since its announcements, we've been waiting for Splatoon Three for over a year and a half. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I for me at least, it felt like details about that game were like very like. Slowly released. Like the next trailer didn't show up till like September of that year. Yeah. Like I the way that it felt like for me is that they 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 did that little reveal where like they revealed like the Splatlands location and the title card of Splatoon 3, and that's all we that had. was it. And then all of a sudden they're like, All right, here's some information. And then from that point on, we had constantly gotten more information. Like they just started rolling everything out. I'm sorry, Metroid Prime 4 fans. It feels like that's how they always been doing their Splatoon like release info. Is that like they it they feels... they release they 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 let you know that it exists to drum yep. up hype, let you forget about it, and then when everything's ready to go, they release it in a constant schedule, which I think I really really like because to me it feels like they don't provide information on like the weapons or the stages or the characters and stuff until the game at least feels good enough to be playable. Not necessarily finished, but enough to be like, we have all of the major pieces in place. They're not changing. We just need to polish up stuff, change values, fix some bugs, you know, get it all ready, ready for for a production. You know. So let's do a demo day. Honestly, I feel like this was the best way to do... A, a demo day. I don't think they've done a demo day like, and they might have. I think they might have in Splatoon One with the demo of Splatfest. Actually, I think mm. there was, but uh, I think they did it for two at least. Yeah, because I, no, I think it was for two. I think you're right because like it, it was really interesting. It's, it's a really good way to do it because not only does it offer insight into how the new Splatfest features were going to work because they completely reworked Splatfests this go around but also give an insight into turf war into the the new battle style for splatfests uh get to test out the weapons so they'll probably have weapon data to look at um you know diff- get everybody used to new mechanics that they added and just huh. the new weapons sub weapons stuff like that like there's so much uh, and of course you know the, the standard server load queue times things like that mm-hmm and you know they, you know they. Of course, they gotta do a demo day. They gotta have it Splatfest. So you know this this time it, was this like one of the few times it was like a three person, like a three team Splatfest. So with Splatoon three, this is the only time they've done a three way Splatfest. I believe. Okay. This is this is I something so. brand new to Splatoon three. Normally in Splatoon one and two, you'd have two idols on your little idol yeah. team. In Splatoon one, we had Callie and Marie. 
In Splatoon 2, we had Marina and Pearl. And then in Splatoon 3, we now have Shiver, uh, Fry, and Big Man. Big Man Supremacy, just saying. Uh, shout out to Deep are... Cut. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Deep Cut. So yeah, Deep Cut is the idol trio of Splatoon 3. So as such, there are now three choices in every Splatfest now. Uh, this one, as being the demo one, pretty simple. Pretty simple worldwide category of rock, paper, or scissors. Which one is the best? As you can tell, uh, Dan over here went with the wrong choice. Look, I just went with whatever choice you didn't pick, dude. I don't, Look, I don't have skin in the game. Oh, yes, everybody has. If you voted, <laughs> you have skin in the game. It doesn't matter if you I play or not. Play the game. I you've didn't vote. casted your lot. You, you've, you've. Tad Don't look at back. me. You've you've sided with the clan. You we know. I voted for Kodos. <laughs> oh God! Wow, a Simps an old school Simpsons reference in this day and age. Maybe there is hope. If it were had my way, I had more of them here. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, uh, Dan voted for Team Paper. I voted for Team Scissors. Uh, Don't lock me up in this cage, dude. You literally opened up this episode. You you can't say shit. Okay, okay. <laughs> I will take my label and go with it then. Yeah, you embrace it. Hey, Fry's pretty. Fry's pretty heckin' cool. Honestly, all okay. all the all the members very much are. I don't even but, uh, know which one was represented by what, okay? Fry's the yellow one with, like, the big forehead. No, no, I didn't the teams. I didn't know oh. which one represented what. Oh. Yeah, Fry's team paper, Shiver was team rock, okay. and Big Man's team scissors. And that's part of the reason okay. why I okay. chose scissors. Okay, that makes sense now. Yeah. Big big Manta Ray, man. But anyway, Splatfest. Splatfest. So, yeah, this one was a three-way Splatfest. And it was really interesting because from this point on, the mechanics of Splatfests are they're the same, but just a little bit different. So this time around in this game, the Splatfests seem to be tied, uh, split into two different halves. The first half is the standard style that everybody knows about, where it's you and you queue up and you go against a different team of four from either your from either opposing team and you just battle it out. And whoever covers the most turf wins that round of the Splatfest. You get clout points to contribute to your team. You get points to raise up your rank, which at the end of the Splatfest will determine, like, what level of rewards you get for contributing. And, you know, and that's this is pretty standard. It's pretty cut and dry. For your average Splatoon fan, it's, it's business as usual. There are a couple of, of really nice quality of life changes. Like, I think you can just queue with friends now. As in, oh. you and a friend can inst uh, can actually team up and just join a random queue, and then just they'll find two more people to add to your team, and then you can just oh, go. Oh, so it's no longer just like, yeah, I have a full party or nothing? Yeah, it's it's no longer like just solo queue and then wait, or or, or stuff like that. Um, I, I want to say in Splatoon 2, it was you either solo queued, or you had a team of two, or a team of four, and like, that's when you, and like, that was it. You either had pre, you either had pre-maids going up against other pre-maids, but you couldn't queue up as like a couple and just team up with random teams that may or may not be, you know, also have queued up people. So it's it's a change in pace that I really, really like because now it feels like I'll be able to like if I was streaming this, 
I could have people on that, you know, people that are on my team join in with me on stream just randomly, just by knowing my friend code, me making up a room and then, and then they join in and it's, it's really convenient for everybody. And it doesn't really, I feel like it doesn't really give too much of an advantage towards, you know, gameplay. Like, unless you're on a discord call with like all of these people that are queued up and you're, and you're going up against like, like a, a team of complete randoms that like don't know what they're doing or whatever, then yeah, it, it is an advantage, but what are you talking about? Like I used to use your phone on the Nintendo app. Yeah, don't look. Sorry, I had to reopen that wound. I'll I'll get I'll get into my complaints about Splatoon three near the end, or maybe Ooh, in the middle. Okay, okay. But, but uh, um, but no, it's like the first half of Splatfest, pretty standard. The second half of the Splatfest is where things take a different kind of turn. So. What happens is uh, halfway through the Splatfest, which I believe it usually lasts a weekend, but today it only lasted a day for the demo. So mm -hmm. halfway in, uh, there's a halftime, essentially. And what happens is they'll tally up who's currently in the lead and who's in second oh. and who's in third. And so whoever is in first is now the, the team with the target on their back. And what happens now is there is a new mode that is unlocked called Tricolor Turf War, where it's four members from the the first place team, two members from the second place, and two members from the third place, and all three of them are facing each other in a 2v4v2 v2 Turf War battle. And you're probably wondering, how does that balance out? Don't worry. I'll get to it. And I was about to say, it sounds like the team number one has the advantage there, but uh, I'm assuming and I get to it. And it's part of my complaints. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's quote unquote balanced by certain mechanics. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll get to that later. But what what happens afterwards is after that halftime, they then pretty much calculate the turf war wins, the tricolor wins, and I don't remember if they calculate popularity or not anymore, but they take all these different factors into account uh, with clout and everything, and they determine a winner. First place, second place, and third place. And normally, if this wasn't the demo, you would get a different number of rewards based on what team you, what place your team landed in and also what rank you were in. So, like, if you were on the first place team, you'd get, like, the most rewards if you did, like, the highest rank. Or if you, like, barely contributed, then you'd get, you know, less rewards. But you'll probably get less rewards than somebody who was in, like, second place, but also did, like, the highest rank. So it's all it's all very balanced, and the difference is, is negligible enough. Um, but, of course, those kinds of rewards, when we get to them in Splatoon 3 mean nothing those are technically useless because we all know that it's all about you know being the winner because whatever win whoever this is canon by the way whoever wins the spot fest it, it's written into splatoon law that it is better it is the best thing it is it is, it is confirmed and that's and that's where the real that's where the real pride is that's the real. So it's deal. literally just bragging rights and determining the state of the world. Exactly, and 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 honestly, determining the state of the world is very very nail on the head. Um, 
Spe- specifically because so back in Splatoon 1, if you don't mind a little bit of lore history. By all means, please go on here. Back back in Splatoon 1, the final Splatfest for Splatoon 1 was Callie versus Marie. So I remember you literally this. chose between the two idols. And the winner, my choice, uh blessed Marie won. Uh and what happened was she became the main assistant character in Splatoon 2 and Callie went missing and that was part of what the main story was for Splatoon 2 and it was confirmed that had Callie won there was going to be a different plot um oh. with with Splatoon 2 their final splatfest was order versus chaos and oh. i lost that one uh chaos won i was i sided with marina but chaos won and as such oh wow the, jack is going to be pissed yeah as as such the the aesthetic of splatoon 3 became chaotic the the anarchy splatlands is where we're in so it goes to it, it it goes to show that like if order had won there was probably some sort of aesthetic for a more orderly place that we would be in in splatoon 3 so in a way, yes, the Splatfests not only affect the quote-unquote law of the Splatoon world, but actually do, on occasion, bleed over into the meta of the development of the Splatoon games. So it's actually really heckin' cool in, in, that, in that aspect. Of course, Can you think this... of any other like, game series that did this? That I has, really can't. That has like a a meta choose your own adventure thing like that affected the entire franchise development that's honestly can't think of like like I'll, I'll be honest i know it's it's not i don't it's not a move that he's taken but it's a move that i feel that yoko taro could totally fucking make this feels like a yoko taro move it does just like that's hey i put hey I, hey i put a poll on twitter all right just here, you know, choose choose one of these innocuous things, and then like little, little do you know that like this actually ends up affecting like the development of like Drakengard Five or something. Yeah, no, and I already can see the poll. It's gonna be boobs versus asses. Because <laughs> it's Yoko fucking Taro. I mean, fair. <laughs> we, we won't know what, to, but it turns and the consequences will be like something we can never see coming that has like big like moral like implications. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, this is so stupid. Oh my! That's okay, but 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 no, uh, you know, you're totally right. Like it, it's it's just, it's it's something that's really really cool, you know. And mm-hmm. and you know, at, at the end of the day, yes, ninety nine percent of the Splatfests are all just bragging rights awards. But I mean, that's that's part of the fun of it. Is like you get to choose a team, you know, tr- talk a, talk a little bit of trash, you know, take the L's when you take them, and and boy, how did I take an L this Splatfest? <laughs> Mm. Uh, but uh, the one. <laughs> oh my! We'll we'll get to that. Okay, okay. I can tell. <laughs> can you tell? I'm just dying to reveal the results. Uh, I can already feel the salt. Mm. I really hope you haven't had any like French fries or ramen today, because. Uh, anyways. I have plenty of water next to me. Don't worry. Good, good. You know what? You know what? Fair enough. I mean, I'm to be fair. I'm pretty much done with that whole that whole spiel. Just like the, the Splatfests are neat. Like that's that's at the mm-hmm. end of the day, like that that's that's what they are. They're neat little things. They they do end up giving you bonus things normally in the game since this was a an expand uh, a demo. 
it it was literally you didn't gain experience, you didn't gain money, you didn't gain anything like that, you didn't unlock any new weapons. It was literally just, hey, test our servers, test our weapons, uh, test the new modes. There you go. Have have fun with it. Have a, with, with a little Splatfest time. Mm-hmm. Results-wise, Team Scissors was in first place for the halftime show. Mm-hmm. It was great. We were riding high. It was a narrow margin of victory, but we were like, hey, first place? We were doing pretty, pretty heckin' good. We were last place at the final results. It was Team Rock in first place, Team Paper in second. And uh, how could this have happened? Tricolor battles. <laughs> so and let's that's... let's let's get to this thing you teased here. What is your issue with this? <sighs> okay, so tricolor. Okay, here's the thing. I don't think that tricolor battles are like completely unfair. That's uh, that's the thing that I've heard a lot of on like Twitter and whatnot. I I get it. They're specifically as somebody who's played team scissors so i had to deal with being the four-man team uh it is a very different experience than being the the either of the two-man teams so the way that the tricolor turf war is designed it is at least for this stage it was a rectangular tile style stage where Mm -hmm. the teams of two started on the sides and the team of four started in the middle um now there's a couple of caveats that have that give the t- players of two the, the the teams of two an advantage. One of them being that there is a good section of turf that each of those teams can cover that is pretty much unreachable by the team of four. So they oh. can, they can already guarantee a fair amount of coverage on their own should they remember to to do that um but then that leaves the middle area pretty much a free-for-all open to everybody with you know advantages given to you know whoever spawns on which side right like the right side will have a better advantage for like the blue team left side will be a bit of a bigger advantage for like the yellow team stuff like that right um but in the middle during the course of this game, there are these things called ultra signals that pop up. And what those are is they're, they're little, they're little, like little devices that kind of resemble like soda pop cans. And the team of four cannot interact with them at all. They cannot touch them. They cannot do anything with them. If they like, there's, there's no sort of like player interaction with them. If a member of the team of two touches them or swims into them and and holds that position for about 1.5 seconds or so, it spawns a special device first on their side of the field, and then for the second one that pops up, because there's two, it'll spawn in the middle of the field. And what it is, it's, it's essentially a giant sprinkler that just constantly sprays ink of their color consistently. And it is unbreakable it is completely permanent from from the moment that it pops oh so what so those two main factors are what help give the teams of two their advantage their their balance over the team of four who is balanced by the fact that they have more 
squid-slash-octoling power. However, the fact that the ultra signals uh, require a relatively short hold time versus also, you know, the fact that they're permanent. So during my tricolor battles, I actually won a lot more than a lot of people were saying on Twitter. I think Mm -hmm. I won about... 30 to 40% of my tricolor battles. But the consistent pattern was if my team managed to like silently coordinate and have people to defend the ultra signals while other people ink the amount of turf that we were able to actively ink, or if we were able to properly split the ultra signals between both teams and then just be good at you know, splatting the other teams and keeping them out of the action while we took over the re- the middle territory, we managed to win. But as soon as one team, if one team manages to get both of the ultra signals, that's pretty much it. It like that's pretty much it. And the ultra signals spawn relatively soon into the game as well. So oh. it's a it's a very, very like it's a mad rush. To protect those and if you mess up once or if like for some reason uh you know your team gets wiped out or enough of your team gets wiped out so that the other person like the remaining people can't properly protect the thing you make one mistake and somebody gets an ultra signal that's that's starting that's the beginning of the end you know and then again that usually leads to somebody getting the second one and then at that point it's it's pretty much game over for team one so it it's it it's a game mode designed to help the second place and third place teams catch up and on that matter i absolutely agree with it and i'm really happy that it exists because then you know it gives a little bit of a stepping stone to be able to for those teams to catch up i feel personally that it's a little bit too skewed in the in in punishing that first place team during halftime at the moment <laughs> where it's where it's it's a if you get first place during halftime you you're you're in a much better position to win if you just uh if you just try and hang back and get like second or third place before halftime at at j- just off of this own personal experience so I'm hoping there can be some adjustments made to tricolor battles to make them not necessarily fair, because I actually feel like they shouldn't be fair. They should not be fair to the first place team. It should not be a like, oh, 33% chance of each team to win. It should be something like maybe like 40%, 40%, 20%, you know, something like that. Something where it's definitely skewed towards the first and second place team but it doesn't necessarily need to require like coordinated fully perfect play from the first place team of four in order to stand a chance. Okay. Or wow. I might just be salty. I might just I might just be salty because I'm team scissors. I'm just I'm just saying I'm just putting it out there before any comments happen. I I'm trying to look at this objectively. Look 
Look, look at the results all you want, all right? We went from being first place to getting zero points in the Splatfest finale. That kind of a dip is really fucking severe. That's a lot. <laughs> Don't you just hate it when you're playing Street Fighter and you have your opponent on the ropes and then they pull out their stupid ultra and suddenly one hit KO you? Yeah, man, isn't it, isn't it so crazy? Man, fucking Splatoon, Splatoon moment number 37 here. Don't you just hate it when you just get blue shelled out of nowhere? Oh my! Oh my God! <laughs> I'm sorry. This is this. Okay. I, I'm so, upset. So, I, I'm almost certain that based on what I've seen on Twitter, that you have that same viewpoint as a bunch of other people. So I'm sure the team there know there 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 is a bit of a disconnect between this comeback mechanic. Yeah, but again, I, I do want it on the record of saying I, I don't want it to be fair to the first place team. I, I, mm. I completely agree with the fact that having that kind of catch, because here's the thing. Here's, here's the other thing that I forgot to mention. If you're the first place team, you don't get a choice to per participate in tricolor battles or not. Oh. You, you can only do turf war and the game will decide if you're just going to do a regular 4v4 because you can still do regular 4v4s in the second half or if you're the first place team sometimes instead of a 4v4 you'll be on the 2v4v2 instead mm. if you're the second or third place team you can manually choose if you want to do a 4v4 or if you want to participate in a tricolor battle so again that kind of choice pretty heckin neat for a catch and mechanic again i like it I really like that. Keep that. Mm -hmm. I'm still salty. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? That being said, I'm, it sounds like you had a great time with this demo. I'm sure you're super excited for when the game launches in September. Um, any other final thoughts on what you played with Splatoon 3 so far? Yeah, actually. Um, I, I don't I don't want to end my own little ramble on like a salty note. I'd I'd like to okay. you know by all means. I, I'm I'm definitely the kind of person who's like, I like this. I don't like this, but I also like this. And what I did like And I really hate this. I'm sorry. <laughs> what I I mean, yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Uh but no, the, the mechanics of Splatoon 3 are really, really cool. They they make they help the game feel fresh i know a lot of people were talking there were there's some discourse where people think of splatoon 3 as just splatoon 2 number two it doesn't feel like a three and i think mm. the reason for that right now is because the demo wise we only had turf war we only had splatoon splat battles we haven't you guys had, had a vertical slice yeah we we literally had just had like a vertical quick slice of everything i think when we look at splatoon 3 when it's fully released with the fact that Salmon Run mode is now permanent. There's going to be a new rotational Salmon Run mode that's called, like, Big Runs or something. There's going to be the new story mode. There's going to be, you know, story DLC. There's a lot of different, you know, shops and functionality. There's going to be, there's new, like, social stuff. You can have your own locker in your locker room and decorate it. That's kind of cool. Um, obviously, new outfits, new weapons. We have the Splatana wiper that's like Virgil. It's a katana. It's a fucking katana. It's, it's like a squeegee, but it's, they wield it like a katana, and it shoots out ink blades. It's actually really heckin' cool. That sounds a lot like Virgil. It's it's very Virgil. Like The, the memes that I've heard, it's either Virgil or Metal Gear Rising, and I'm okay, fine. Yeah. I'm fine either way. Uh, and then the other new weapon is the, I think it's called the Stringer. It's, it's, a, it's mm -hmm. a bow. It's a bow that shoots explosive ah. arrows. So it's also really hecking cool. 
Um, unfortunately, my main that I used in Splatoon 2, the dually squelchers, was not available in the demo. But uh, again, they still had two duallys that I could use, and I very much liked them. As much as the new weapons are very tempting to try out, and I did try them out a bit, I think I'm still going to be a duallys guy. I, I love it. <laughs> I love it way too much. <laughs> Um, but the big, like the, for me, at least the biggest change that they did was the adjustment to motion controls. So the way that motion controls specifically with the, with the pro controller worked, the way that that worked on Splatoon 2 was that if you moved your controller up and down, you would move up and down in like a one-to-one ratio. But if you moved your controller left and right, you'd only move very slightly left and right. And all of your major camera movement was with the right stick. You know, mm-hmm. it'd be like a you you'd use your you'd use the right stick to get, you know, your up and down, your left, your right, and then you'd use your your motion to kind of like fine tune it a little bit. And I always had trouble with that because I'm I used to play on Joy Cons and I would always aim my Joy Cons like I would the guns, and it would work the way that I want it to, and it never really behaved like that with the pro controller so it was very difficult for me to try and do that in splatoon 3 they've essentially reversed it where the motion controls are now completely one-to-one you can move left and right side to side up and down diagonal whatever you you can adjust the sensitivity and it behaves you know kind of like a mouse pointer and then with the right controller now you can only move left and right so it is it is strictly turning which is a bit of a change from Splatoon 2. And I do wish that there was a toggle for people who were very much used to that old Splatoon 2 motion control style to continue using that. But as somebody who, you know, had struggled with that style in Splatoon 2, uh, yeah, who struggled with that style in Splatoon 2, that what Splatoon 3's motion controls are, those are the controls that I wished for. That, that, if, that was my wish is if the controls were like Splatoon 3s, I would have been in motion controls pro controller uh, at the drop of a hat. So seeing that in Splatoon 3, I had an amazing time with it. And I'm 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 already sold on motion controls. I actually pre-ordered the game yesterday after feeling it out. And I'm like, yeah, no, this is good. Nice. This is this is what I want. So huh? I'm very thankful for that. I again, the only the only criticism I would give for that is if there was a t- I wish there was a toggle so that legacy players or players of the old Splatoon 2 motion control style could have what they want. Just because it feels mm-hmm. like in the year of 2022, accessibility is the name of the game. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, what did you guys think of uh, the Splatfest, this demo that we got from uh, the team? Is it great? Did you did your team win? Are you salty like uh, Antonio here with Team Scissors getting screwed? <laughs> Let look, us let I'm, us know. I'm only I'm only gonna read Team Scissors comments on this episode. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, well, you can reply to Antonio or us at uh, the official network socials at NGP Productions on just about everything: Twitch, Twitter, uh, well, actually Twitter and uh, TikTok. Um, but where can people let us know which team is superior on our personal channels, Antonio? You can find me being salty and streaming different video games on Twitch. You can also catch me on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube, all AKL Trifecta. And you can find myself returning to Twitch very soon. I got a lot of plans at uh, twitch.tv slash Senpai. You can also find my hot takes and 
dumb content on Twitter and TikTok and YouTube. Uh, but until then, guys, this has been another splat. I was about to say another splat. Fest. Oh my god! At point session, let's go. No, we are not rebranding for a third time. This has been another save point session. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Take care.